On Saturday, the 1st of April, head to the Triton Training Academy Open Event at the Carpentry Store in Nace. See live DIY demonstrations with Triton brand champion and online woodwork sensation April Wilkerson. Plus, there will be special offers, a prize draw and giveaways on the day. The Triton Training Academy Open Event at the Carpentry Store Nace between 10 and 3 p.m. on Saturday, 1st of April. Visit thecarpentrystore.com for more details. Blog Talk Radio. Psychically connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hey everybody, how are you? I am so glad to be with you today. Welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy on Blog Talk Radio. Today is October 5th. I'm so glad to be back with all of you from a kind of a long hiatus. I had the summer off. I jumped back in for a show for readings in September, but now I'm back with regularly programmed shows on Wednesday. And so I love, this is one of my passions to connect with all of you. And I have connected with so many of you, not only through the radio, through my Facebook group, through my website, and just in person. So thank you all for sticking by me, supporting me as I support you and we support each other on this path. So today I have a return guest and I'm so excited to have him back. Before we move into the show and I welcome him on the show, I would love to center. I feel centering really allows us to ground ourselves, to be connected. And as you're listening to the show, perhaps live or later on the recording, you can just sense the energy as we center and connect. And isn't that what it's all about? Finding that time to slow down, finding that time to connect connect to your spirit, to connect to something bigger and greater than you. So take a moment. If you can close your eyes, go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale, allowing the early part of your day to fade away and to be here in this moment, relaxing your shoulders and your face and allowing the breath to be soft. As I send out blessings for the show and everyone listening, and we surround ourselves with spirit, the divine, archangels and angels, I call upon Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, and Archangel Gabriel to work with us, through us, and surround us in light. And I ask this always for the highest good, and so it is, and so be it. If you have any personal intentions, feel free to Allow them now. And then we'll take another nice breath in and exhale away. So before I get Vince on the line and he is patiently waiting, I want to tell you about a few things that are coming up in the New York area, in Roslyn, New York. And you can also reach me through phone and Skype and other ways through the website. So the month of October, I am working with women in a whole new way, and I am sharing for the month of October complimentary energy breakthrough sessions. These are 45-minute sessions by phone or in person if you're in the New York area, and we'll work on where your energy is, where there are blocks, and the number one way we can work through those blocks. To reach me for that complimentary session for the month of October, so it's good until October 31st, you can reach me at Tina Conroy 111 at gmail.com. On October 27th in Roslyn, New York, at Practice Body, Mind, Soul, 1500 Old Northern Boulevard, I'll be hosting two oil events, essential oil events. 630 is a complimentary oil share for any member 
to learn more about Young Living Oils and their everyday collection. And 7.30 to 9 p.m. is for all my members that are already members. We'll be making a autumn room spray and a body scrub. And on October 30th, join me for a Wakey One certification class. And if you're interested in that, that is Sunday from 10 to 4. And again, you can reach me through the show notes. You can reach me through Tina Conroy 111 at Gmail or find me on my Facebook. One more thing, connect with me through my Facebook group. And it is so exciting. Every Friday I do live at 5. I do live Facebook readings and we have a lot of fun. Go to Get Into It. Find me. It is searchable on Facebook groups. And it is a secret group, so I do need to request, you need to request to be taken in. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Vince, and he's holding so patiently, and he is a return guest. I'm so excited. Vince is a native Long Islander born and loving Long Island, who's the middle child of five siblings, born in the suburbia Massapequa, New York, Long Island. He had access to nearby woods, preserves, and sanctuaries for peace and knowledge, and it began his spiritual development very early on. He felt a deep connection for nature and Native American culture, and he was familiar with the spiritual world, although it came much later, an affinity for natural activities, nature, and energy, climbing trees, enjoying the immersion into the water element, swimming, experiencing the detachment from the everyday wear and tear. As he grew up, he read books about nature, watched shows about nature, and it was a love of nature and environment. At 14, he started surfing on the waters of Long Island and the oceans of Long Island and connected more and more to nature. He reflected later in life that it wasn't the catching of the fish as he first started out or the waves that interest him as much as just being in environment. He felt a wonder from his core, and he continued that. He gave up fishing, but stuck with surfing and swimming, and he did not want to hurt the fish, and that was his gentle nature. As we move a little bit further on, he discovered the transcendental meditation technique. It gave him rest, rejuvenation, and clarity of mind that he so deeply needed and craved. TM restored his original desire to help people heal themselves, the problems that accumulated with stress in the body, the mind, and the spirit, and he became a TM teacher in January of 2000 after six months of intensive training. I'm going to bring Vince on the air. He has so much to share with you, and he is so well with spiritual and Ayurveda. We had him on the last show about Ayurveda. And also, he's a myofascia release specialist. But let's dive into that transcendental meditation and bring Vince on. Wonderful introduction, hey. and I love the way. Hi, how are you? Hey, how are you, Vince? It's good to talk to you again. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I love the way you open your show with taking the time to allow your attention to go within and reconnect, because that's what TM is all about, except we get to do it in a, a deeper way, a more profound way when we do TM. So I just love that. It tickled me to hear you give that great introduction. And uh, there are some expressions you use, like so be it and highest good and connect to something greater and bigger than you. Again, this is what it's really all about, as you said. Um, it's so profound. Because your highest good is that quiet, deep level of quiet that lies within all of us. It's pure being, and that's with a capital B. And that means not doing. And there is a way to achieve that state of not doing through transcendental meditation, um, where the mind systematically experiences finer and finer levels of thought until it can even fathom the finest level of thought which is at that level of creation, that's the finest level of creation, and then transcend the thought, in other words, go beyond it, to experience unbounded awareness, which is what the mind craves. We all crave it. And I have a, a little pet theory that people love the beach so much and why I'm so attracted to it is that it has this unbounded quality to the beach. This is where land, water, and sky meet 
it has this unbounded quality that is very satisfying and fulfilling to the mind. Um, and that's why the mind seeks that unboundedness within. So it's this unbounded quality that's very attractive to the mind. It wants it, sure. But the problem is when we go in the other direction for fulfilling ourselves by doing things, eating things, whatever, you know, we're, we're always working so hard to get fulfillment. And it's good to act in a world where creatures that we have to eat, we have to do to sustain ourselves, but we need to take time to take recourse to ourself and tend to ourself. I think of when you go on an airplane, you're traveling, and the stewardess or steward uh, shows everyone how to take care of themselves when they reach a little turbulence and the oxygen masks fall down from the little compartments in the ceiling. And you're instructed to take care of yourself first before you can help others. And that's what we do with TM. We're taking care of that most precious part of ourself, that deep reservoir of creative, pure creative intelligence and silence that lies deep within all of us, and we share that same reservoir. So we're like, a, in other words, you use this ocean. We are tapping into that ocean of consciousness that lies dormant and hidden from us. So TM is the vehicle for reconnecting to that ocean of pure consciousness. Think of ourselves as individual waves upon the ocean of consciousness. And it's that deep level of nature that gives rise to our individuality. It's that force of evolution, this pure creative intelligence that does this. And then it's the same force that's big enough to allow us to go back home to experience the pure consciousness. Oh, by the way, you can stop me anytime with questions. <laughs> well, I actually, I, 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 well, I'd love to just hear your analogy of the ocean and being with one so I can, you know, as a visual person, I can really bring that to mind. But I'm, I'm going to stop you for one second because I want to, and I know we can't get into a detailed history, but there's probably a lot of people listening that have heard TM or, you know, have heard the, you know, two letters or have heard Transcendental Meditation. Can you just bring us back to a little bit of the history of it, of where it came from and and kind of bring us to there? Because I think a lot of people are not really aware. I mean, it is more widely known, but I think there's also, because of other meditation techniques, people want to know a little bit of history. So do you mind bringing us back a little bit to history? No, not at all. And, okay. Oh, sure. We'll take it right from the beginning. It's a great story. It really is. And I thought of this uh, earlier this week. I thought of telling the story of how it came to be. And so here it is. Uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi is the individual who came from India in 1958. He decided to spiritually regenerate the world. And that's first it started, uh, he was in the, what is known as the Valley of the Saints in central northern in- India. And it's a place where a lot of uh, sannyasis and other recluses and individuals seeking spiritual enlightenment go because of the purity of the air there and the environment, which is, makes it more conducive to such growth in addition to knowledge and such practices. So Maharishi um, had his teacher, uh, whom he called Gurudev, which is a generic sort of title. There are a lot of teachers whose students refer to him as Guru Dev. It simply means a divine teacher or a special teacher. Guru is a Sanskrit word. It means dispeller of darkness. A Sanskrit word. The original language, they say. Most languages have Sanskrit words. In any case, Maharishi had this thought in 1958, or even years prior to 1958, that he should go to southern India, and he had a specific temple in mind. I forgot the name of it. And um, so finally, he decided to act on that thought, went to southern India with no agenda in mind, just to go there and go to the temple. And when he arrived, he was recognized for being, um, you know, one of those special uh, monk-like people who go, who come from that area of northern India for enlightenment. And he was approached by someone who decided to arrange lectures for Maharishi. Without Maharishi's knowledge, actually, and then he came back to him like the next day and he said, I've arranged several lectures for you. And Maharishi started talking about uh, spirituality and then started teaching TM. 
And then at one of his lectures, after teaching TM to a number of students, he decided that it would be a good idea to spiritually regenerate the world. And based on his um, the response from the audience, an ovation, a very long ovation, he decided that he'd go ahead and do it. And that marked the inauguration of his movement to spiritually regenerate the world. That was 1958. In 1959, then he traveled all around the world. And he didn't have to do anything because people just knew who he was and they arranged for him to travel here and there and where to stay and arranged for lectures and, and the teaching, et cetera, et cetera. So he came to the United States in 1959 and it, it really changed everything. And he's been to all the continents except for Antarctica. And then even then, he may have been there, I don't know. And mm-hmm. so began the spiritual regeneration movement. And now it's, uh, it's changed names a few times, reflecting the developing, deepening understanding, even of Maharishi, of this global dynamic, now called the global country of world peace. And the global country of world peace is that state of quiet at the source of thought that we all share. So isn't that interesting? He uses a, a model that we're all familiar with, governmental model. So we have a global country of world peace. It knows no boundaries, of course. It's unbounded. So uh, any specific questions with that? So I guess I'm, did he, when he started teaching TM, is it something that came to him? Like, I guess the question is, was it almost like why TM? Like, I guess, was it ah, like, was it, yes. in, yeah, was it channeled? Was it, um, I don't know if they use the words, but gifted by his guru or like, you know, yes. yeah. It was gifted by his guru, and that, this okay. technique was specially reserved for only the highest deserving uh, students of this knowledge. And it comes, TM comes from the Vedic tradition from India. Veda is a Sanskrit word. It means knowledge or science. And you mentioned Ayurveda before, and that's a compound word, two words. It means knowledge of life. Ayus means life, and Veda means knowledge or science. So science or knowledge of life. So TM comes from the same Vedic tradition, which has existed since time immemorial, because knowledge is always there. So it comes from the dawn of creation, actually, Martha, she said. This knowledge, this wisdom of how to access that deeper quiet that lies deep within us. So that's a really good question. And it was gifted to uh, Maharshi from his teacher, Gurudev, also known as, by the way, Bhagavan Swami Brahmananda Saraswati. And that doesn't reflect his family name, but, and I forgot what that is. Um, but in any case, the, these are all titles that have specific meanings. So it comes from this ancient, ancient tradition, and it's handed down orally from teacher to teacher. So it's a living oral tradition of knowledge that persists to the present day. And Maharishi was inspired to, inspired to bring this to the world because he saw the need for such a thing. It was this fast communication and fast travel, which was undermining the cultures, the various cultures of the, around the world, uh, with negative influences from the Western commercial culture, we're destroying native cultures where the traditions would be supplanted or taken over by commercialism. So by accessing this deeper, quiet, uh, pure creative intelligence at the source of thought, which structure where the structuring dynamics of pure consciousness lie, where it's all harmonious and peaceful. Now people as a culture can have that influence lively within them and then negative influences cannot undermine it because there'll be integrity there because if enough people start meditating, then that creates a almost like an invisible armor of invincibility around it. And there is a threshold. You make so many elements of a system coherent, then everything else goes into phase. This is like light, laser light in physics. Enough of the photons are in phase with one another within the system then all the other photons go in phase with it, creating this very powerful, very concentrated beam of light that even light can cut through metals like this. Right. So when when people, no, that's okay. Because when people, I've been seeing a lot of, you know, with these storms 
there's a lot of the, the hurricane, Hurricane Matthew, and I get a lot of these prayer groups and meditation, all different meditations. But what you're saying then is as more and more people meditate together or in groups, we're creating this beautiful harmony, but we're also sending out, like you said, this veil or this light or bubble to send out protection and prayers and blessings. And so it's more, it's, it's just like, I guess it's just profound and powerful, right? Just it kind is. of come together in groups. It is because what we put our attention on is what we get. And this is a, this is a little digression too, but it, it's very apropos to the talk because, um, you know, you think what you think is. All the great spiritual teachers knew this, and there's been lots of books written about it in the self-development field. I think of Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, which is a book not only about gaining monetary uh, fulfillment, but it's really the fulfillment, period. And that is having your mind clear so that you can be clear on your intentions. And when you're clear on your intentions, then the fulfillment comes. If that makes sense. And, you know, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Stephen Covey wrote about this. And so many other great thinkers, modern-day mystics and older mystics. This is spiritual knowledge. You know, it's the law of attraction. It's, uh, oh, they have so many different names for it. So we put our attention on something, and then we can fulfill our desires. And so when people put their attention on peace and have quiet their minds, then that helps spread throughout the field of consciousness. I'm going to get into physics in a minute. By the way, if you hear some noises around me, the landscapers are here today. I'm going to co-op complex. <laughs> <laughs> and of it's going on. Of course they are. So what TM does, it allows us to settle our mind even deeper than we can through other systems of meditation because, and it makes, and therefore makes our thinking and prayers and intentions more powerful through the clarity gained. Because as you traverse and transcend the field of consciousness to experience unbounded consciousness, that's where it all originates from. That's the emergence of manifest creation. So we're just settling our mind down, and here's what happens. When we settle our mind down deeply, then we can get rid of deeper stress. It's progress is based on the steps of rest and activity. We all know this. If we're tired and we're dragging, what can you accomplish? But if you're deeply rested and clear and got plenty of energy and creativity, well, you can accomplish what you want. And that's what TM does. It gives the body and mind very deep rest, very quickly, 20 minutes, twice a day, eyes closed, sitting upright. While remaining alert, we gain finer and finer, we experience finer and finer levels of thought, and then even can fathom the faintest thoughts and then transcend that to experience pure unbounded awareness. And what happens is the body's getting very deep breath as the mind settles down. Because mind and body go together. We know this. Psychosomatic. Psycho, mind, soma, body. What we do to one, we do to the other. So we provide the mind and body with a deep state of rest, deeper than sleep, the research shows. And it's out of that deep breath that we're able to eliminate the body automatically. Deep-rooted stresses, which hinder us from being ourselves. And we all know this. When someone's really stressed, we, we even use the expression, they're not themselves. That makes sense, right? Yeah. So you want someone to be more themselves, they need to get rid of their stress. And that's why we have vacations. But we know vacations <laughs> can be very involved. You have to plan. You have to buy tickets. And that costs a lot of money. You have to find hotels and places to go. And if you have family, you have to keep the kids happy. And it's just, then you get home, and then you need a vacation from your vacation. How many times have you heard that? TM gives you what a vacation is really supposed to be, rest and rejuvenation. 20 minutes twice per day, eyes closed, in the comfort of your own home, even on a train for the commuters going to the city or wherever, or on an airplane, uh, TM is there. We just now, let me just pause. And... What's oh, that? Okay, I just, gonna, I just want to pause you for a moment. So, because I get sure. a lot of people will ask me, one, they'll say, why 20 minutes? And then they'll also say, why twice a day? So can you, can you speak to that a bit? Sure. I can answer any question you like. And, again, you can interject <laughs> anytime, anytime. Sure. Uh, I think of my analogy is like this. Uh, human beings get a headache, and what's the prescription for a headache? One to two aspirins twice per day, you know, like that. 
Right. Okay. It's kind of like that. It's what works. It works in the uh, householder world. So we have the renunciates, you know, the people, for instance, in India where that tradition is so alive and everyone knows this. Uh, and they, they have that lifestyle and we have our lifestyle. So this works for this lifestyle, for this Western culture, because people have families, they have jobs. And 20 minutes twice per day is just what it takes to give us that relief and rest that we need to go forward into the day, more than what sleep will give us. It's not, on the one hand, it's not a substitute for sleep. On the other hand, it gives us a deeper level of rest than sleep and is a good adjunct to it. So we, we'll, we'll sleep at night, and then you wake up in the morning. It's best to do your TM before you're going off to work. Why? Because even though you just got rest, now let's get another level of rest that the sleep wouldn't give us. And then we can go forward in the day. And then when you get home, you, you accomplish your mission, and now you have the evening ahead of you, and there's more to do. So you want to rejuvenate by meditating again before you start your evening activities and settle down. And 20 minutes seems to be just the right amount of time for doing that, and it has the effect. So here's a couple of points I want to make, if I may, Tina. Mm-hmm. One is um, the takeaway points for this whole talk and what TM does is this. One, TM is from the most ancient tradition on earth, and therefore it's time-tested. And I like that quality about TM. It's time-tested, uh, like met much knowledge in all the traditions around, around the world, like uh, herbal knowledge, for instance. They know this herb is good for this condition because these plants grow in our region and through time, they grow deep understanding of their um, plant relatives, we can call them. In the same way, this knowledge was cognized by the ancient rishis from the level of pure consciousness. Because that's the home of all the laws of nature where that subtle state of awareness is. All the great scientists from around the world, Newton, Tesla, Nikolai Tesla, um, Einstein and others, they described how they had intuitive flashes where they got their best ideas. It wasn't through this rigorous scientific procedure. You know, that helps, and it's the language of discovering knowledge through the Western method, which is the scientific method, of objectivity. TM is a technique of subjectivity, fathoming your own consciousness. Uh, did I digress so, a little bit on my still on track? Did I <laughs> to you? No, you're still on track. The, so... Because you hear, so you know, we hear TM is is widely used, right? And I and there's yep. widely accessible, um, yep. and a lot of it will say or you know that it's easy, right? So I mean, oh, yeah. you know, everybody wants this easy way, but um, I'm gonna just kind of switch gears a little bit. So there are other meditation techniques, and so when you know. Like, I'll use an example of mindfulness, right? So people will do mindfulness uh, meditation. And that may be, you know, being with their breath or connecting with the breath in and out. How, how do I want to say, how, what is the difference between, I'm just using that one, but what is the difference between mindfulness meditation, which, you know, John Kabat-Zinn has brought and, you know, people go to these, you know, MBSR courses, which is mindfulness-based stress reduction courses, and they learn mindfulness techniques, mindfulness, you know, meditation, compare to TM. So how, I mean, just, you know, I'm just using this particular technique. Sure, that's a great question, a very key question. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, but first I want to make, if I may, go, go back to that by finishing what I was uh, starting to say before about the time-tested quality of TM. And the other thing about it is the research that's been done on it, modern science um, validating the results of TM. And there's been an enormous amount of research done on TM, more than 600 scientific research studies uh, in published, published in peer-reviewed journals. That means um, the research that's presented to these editors, these journals, has to pass review by scientific peers who look at how the data was collected, looked at the data itself, look at the statistics and the controls and evaluate how the data was, um, you know, how the conclusions were based on the data. 
And if it doesn't stand up to that rigor, then it doesn't get published. So 600-plus scientific research studies scientifically validating the results. I just wanted to finish that point. Now getting to your point, thank you for that question. And the answer is this. Uh, mindfulness techniques, concentration techniques, contemplation techniques, uh, breath control techniques, progressive muscle relaxation techniques, and other techniques basically keep the mind in the surface level of thinking. Because we're used to operating in a certain, we're using only so much of our mental potential, right? The psychologists say between 5 and 10%. Some of them may be, say, as low as 3%. Others may say 15% of our total mental potential. Um, and so these techniques keep us on the surface level of thinking. It's mm-hmm. like, think of, again, the ocean as a, the consciousness, our mind as an ocean. At the surface level of the ocean, it's very busy, very changeable, and chaotic and so on. And so when we dive deep in the ocean and deep in the mind, it gets quieter and quieter and quieter until it gets quiet test. Um, so these other systems are keeping us mostly on the surface level with some quieting, you know, some placebo effect. Mindfulness is done in the waking state, for example, and you, you practice being mindful by paying attention to what you're doing, whether it's talking, eating, sitting, moving through space, relating to other people, you can focus on any different aspect of what we do in terms of our action or even inaction and be mindful of it. And it has value. It brings awareness, a certain level of intellectual awareness, and that's good. And concentration techniques, for instance, hold the mind on an idea, uh, maybe visually on an object like a candle or a blank wall, these are common things to concentrate on. And the concentration, by definition, holds the mind on what's being concentrated on and prevents it really from sinking in deeply to the peaceful state that it really hopes to accomplish. Contemplation is linear thinking on the surface level. And again, it can be very pleasant. I've done it. And you can think about the beach and it creates oh, your loved ones or an old friend, for instance. And it has a certain effect, and, it's, and it can be somewhat soothing and good. It's all good. Progressive muscle relaxation, that's a sort of mindfulness. Are you familiar with that one? I'm not familiar with that one, no. I'll explain it. What do you mean briefly. by you the, start, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you start by uh, tensing muscles, starting typically from the lower part of your body with your toes, for instance. Tense them, then release it, let it go. And it makes you more more aware of how you're holding stress in your body, and then do it to your feet, and then your feet and toes, okay. and then your calves, and any everything below your calves, and so on, up to the whole body, and then you scrunch your whole body, and then relax it, let it go, and you feel the tension go, and there, you know so much result there. And breath control, same sort of thing, because it's a mindfulness sort of practice where you're trying to control your breath. All these techniques have to do with some level of control. Mm-hmm. What TM does, and here's the big difference, TM makes use of a sound, and sounds all have, are vibrations. Everything in creation basically is a vibration, even atoms. In fact, they, they're wondering if protons and neutrons and subatomic particles and electrons really do exist in the, the billion bowl model that we have. That's really passe now. It's like it's waves of energy, vibration. Everything, each sound is vibration, obviously. Light is vibration. And all electromagnetic spectrum is vibration. So we make use of sounds which have vibrations, which in turn have an effect on our nervous system. These sounds are called mantras. And you from the yoga world, of course, know what a mantra is. Mm-hmm. And the TM, um, in TM, we use special mantras that allow the mind to go inward. It's a spontaneous refinement. So we, we're given the mantra. This is how TM teachers teach. And you're given a technique on how to use that mantra properly. So, right. So it's not just any it, random word. Because no, some people no, will it's not. Because people will their mantra like, because sometimes, you know, that you have all these, you know, things coming through like, you know, Oprah and Deepak and, you know, the mantra might be peace is with you or peace or whatever. And so, but that's not what you're talking about. It's like more no. of a... Deep sound right. or something like, yeah. Okay. That's right, because those uh, things are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the work of Masura Omoto, a Japanese scientist who studied 
how our thoughts and external influences on water affects the chemical yes. structure of the water when it's frozen. It's like a, an influence frozen in time in the water. If you think love and peace, well, you're going to get this wonderful crystalline structure. So if you freeze water that's held in a glass by someone thinking those wonderful thoughts, et cetera, you weren't, you're familiar with that. So that's yes, good, yes. But that, and that's really good. But that's on the surface level too. And uh, okay. you see those, those words, peace, their ideas, that's good, and they have a, a meaning, and that's good. But the vibrations, the mantras we use in, in TM, they have no meaning. And it's a vibrational quality of those sounds that are thought on a mental level, as you know. They're not set out loud. It's not chanted. It's done with eyes closed, 20 minutes, twice per day, sitting upright. And that, those mental thoughts and how to use the mantra properly allows the mind to get just enough for the mind to do to seek the peace within that it wants. And these ancient rishis knew that. And they cognized these special mantras. So, therefore... Without any effort on our part, the mind is able to settle down to a deeper state of awareness and even transcend altogether and be left, be left with no mantra, no thought, just pure awareness. That's not going to happen in every meditation necessarily, but it doesn't matter because it's a natural process and you get exactly what you need. Now, so as a result to, of, Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to a question. So if TM is um, a deeper state than the mm-hmm. surface of the mind, than the other... We're just using this as other meditation techniques. And you can go deeper with TM, and it's not yes. just the surface of the mind. Does it take a period of time to get there? Or no. like, do you have to do it for four months or two months? No. Or okay. No, I'm going to get into that. Thank you for that question. That ties in with how I'm going to finish <laughs> this. It's beautiful. What happens is when the mind gets to that deeper level, now all the things that were from the other systems of meditation – what they're trying to accomplish is achieved without effort by allowing the mind through the practice of TM. Now the breath comes under control, the mind comes under control, the muscles relax, um, and when you come out, you automatically, even while you're still meditating, you become more heightened awareness automatically from the settling process. Uh, so when you come out of meditation, you're more calm, your muscles are relaxed, your breath is softer, so breathing comes under control, muscles come under control, thinking the mind, thinking mind comes under control. You become automatically more aware because you've expanded your awareness by diving deep within and sometimes experiencing the totally expanded state of awareness, fully awake consciousness, pure being, which lies at the source of thought and is available through this effortless practice. So TM gives you what these other systems are trying to give you through effort, all these other different things. So you get it as a result of doing TM. You see the point there? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Well, I also do because I'm a practitioner, and so I have experienced the difference of the surface of the mind with other techniques. Um, And again, not, you know, every time is different, and there's no expectation. (laughs) But um, it it is very, it is different. And, um, I guess you can't really explain that to anybody until you've experienced it. Exactly right. So what Mm -hmm. I do is the first step in learning TM is hearing the introductory talk. And there is actually introductory talks on the Internet through the TM.org website. I think you have an option for two different talks, one by Dr. John Hagelin, who is a world-renowned quantum physicist, who is one of the foremost um, theorists in the area of unified field theories in physics. Uh, which explained the singularity of nature that was proposed by Einstein. I want to get into that in a minute. And also mm-hmm. another uh, introductory talk by Bob Roth. Uh, one, I think, is 23 minutes, and the other may be a little shorter. I'm not sure, because they've uh, changed those introductory talks. So that's the first step in learning TM, is just to learn about it, to understand what it is, where it comes from, just the questions you're asking. Perfect and how it compares to other systems. This is exactly what we talk about in introductory talk, which takes usually an hour. So this is a wonderful introductory talk for anyone truly interested in the program. And then for those who want to pursue it further, they would go online, tm.org, and there's a little uh, button for find a teacher in your area. You, you fill in an information field with your name, address, and email, and or phone number, 
and then you get routed directly to the nearest TM teacher based on your location. And then they'll contact you, and um, you can take it from there. Okay. So, and what I like about, and, and obviously it's, it is a handed down or um, there's really, there's not a manual. It's not like. No know, manuals. That's right. Passed down and it's, um, what do they call that when it's passed from? Oral tradition. Yes. Oral tradition. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, from a, being a yoga teacher, especially that, uh, you know, you can learn so much yoga from a book. You need the guidance of a teacher. Exactly. And the uh, same with yeah. music. You need guidance. And sometimes, you know, you can get things pretty quick, but until the teacher sees, no, not quite that. And then that little adjustment makes all the difference in the world. And that right. needs one-on-one. It's like when you think about communicating with someone, you, you're, you're texting each other, and then you realize after a while, I can't do this. I have to call this person. I need to see them in order to explain myself properly. Right. Are you still there? Did I lose you? Yep. Sure. Oh, I was good. just uh, pausing um, for you to respond. Oh, and that's why, I mean, and that's why I'm so grateful to you because there's always, um, to have a teacher there and to, you know, check in is always so good, that oral tradition. Oh, absolutely. And here's a, another beautiful feature of the program I like so much, and that is um, that after you learn, you have TM for the rest of your life. And anytime you need a tune-up, make sure you're practicing effortlessly because sometimes people get out of the habit of doing it because life kind of inserts itself and gets in the way. And it's easy to lose good habits. Yeah. It's somehow easy to lose a good habit. I know. And and that's, you know, that's, it's the truth. And I'm being, I'm really always honest with my listeners and my, and my um, community because, you know, I've, I've, there were times I'm just, you know, doing the two sits 20 minutes a day and then life comes up. And, but the thing about it is exactly what you said. You have it for the rest of your life and, you know, maybe you need, you know, you check in with your teacher, but it's always there. And so that's what yeah. I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, if you, even if you moved off to Long Island or I did, and let's mm-hmm. say you go to Minnesota or California or New Mexico, wherever, how about Arkansas? <laughs> Nothing against Arkansas. But uh, you you move there, and then you go, geez, uh, my TM teacher's not here anymore, so let's uh, look at the website and see who's around here. There's going to be someone close close enough by. And then you call the center or teacher, and and then you go, I'd like to get my meditation checked. And they'll say, sure, when did you learn, where did you learn? You go, bang, good. If they need to, excuse me, if they need to, um, the teacher needs to, verify that that's easily done through the TM organization that this person actually did learn TM and yes I will check your meditation and there's no fee for that which to me is amazing you know we know it I'm also a massage therapist as you mentioned specializing in mild pressure relief but anytime someone comes here you know they're going to pay a hundred dollars for getting treated and they get benefit a lot but you know I get massaged a lot so I got to pay that money out every time and I go 10 times a year or 20 times a year. I got to pay that much 10 or 20 times in a year. And I do it again right. the next year and the next year. TM, you're paying, you're done. Right. Which is, a, again, an amazing feature of the program. And once people learn, actually, there's a new program, it, it, satisfaction guaranteed. TM, <laughs> the TM organization, it's, I teach under the auspices of the Maharishi Foundation. And all fees are paid through the Maharishi Foundation, and they give me some money back for teaching. And we all, all the teachers in the United States teach the same exact way. Uh, systematized uh, method developed by Maharishi to make sure that teaching remains pure. And as a yoga teacher, you understand that too. Um, so you're going to yeah, get the, the, the same training everywhere, and it's going to be correct. And we're all certified teachers at TM, certified by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who gave us this amazing knowledge of uh, self-actualization, self-realization. Yeah, so you have it for the rest of your life, yes. It's beautiful. And it's it's so well needed. Don't we know that? I mean, it really is. It's so well needed. Yes, and in our uh, life. David Lynch. Oh, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say that um, I work mostly with women and just happens to be, and um, not that I don't want to work with men, but I happen to work a lot with women with the, the energy work, and meditation, or just quieting the mind and things like that, yoga. And, uh, and it's this frazzled, uh, you know, untethered, scattered, you know, whatever. And some, some of them are going through true crises, but it's to just slow down. And the craving and the longing for this is just amazing you know, to just have that. And the biggest thing I get, and not just for TM or meditation, um, is I don't have the time, right? And, you know, it's always so frustrating to me because we, it's, it's pretty much what you said, is we put our mind to something or what we put our attention on. So, you know, I kind of always say, well, do you have the time to feel like crap? Because, you know, if you, if you don't put the time into the things that are going to make you feel better, then you're never going to feel good whatever good is or back to center or back to that connection. Um, so, because, you know, everyone's excuses, there's not enough time, but we all have the same 24 hours in a day. So, yeah, that's, that's all right. Well, think of it this way. It's a really great point too. And that's the conundrum is the time factor and people have these amazingly busy days. So what we know is this, that the, the people, a lot of people who go for TM a lot, a large percentage are business owners and they are the busiest people uh, because they have not only themselves and their own families and whatnot, they, they have the business, which is an entity unto itself. And that becomes a very stressful thing. And so a lot of business owners and, and people in the celebrity world, like you mentioned, Oprah and Doc Oz, by the way, they both do TM. Same with um, Deepak Chopra and so many others, but what they teach is a different technique that's the irony right. because they're not teachers of TM so they can't teach TM even though right, they learn exactly. how to do it so in right. any case um, people like that and can you imagine how busy Oprah is with her show she's got her own network Dr. Oz got her own show they, there's a lot of work involved with that type of thing and that's what drew them to TM they needed some grounding as busy as they are so you have to carve out the time and think of it as an investment you know, mm-hmm. if you don't make the time to go to the ATM machine, I know things have changed a little bit, or to the bank in the old days when you wrote a check or filled out a deposit slip or a withdrawal slip, you would have to physically go to the bank, present them with that piece of paper, and then they go into the vault and give you some cash. And now you can go into the marketplace. So that takes about 20 minutes, doesn't it? And <laughs> it's like going to the bank. And if you don't go to the bank, how effective can you be in the marketplace? And the marketplace, in the analogy, is the things we have to do in life. And so if you don't go to make a withdrawal, and what's the withdrawal? Of energy, creativity, clarity. You're going to the bank inside to get these things so you can be more effective in your activity, more peaceful in doing it, more clear on doing it, and more, get more enjoyment out of doing it. So carving out the time is worth it. It's an investment which gives dividends. Right, gives back, right. It gives back. So, so you, you carve it out, you get 20, 20 minutes, let's think of it as $20, you get back 40 I think I'll take the so, – I'll invest the 20 and get back 40 Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Where can we get that from? So regarding yeah. – um, it's open to all, is it open to all ages? And obviously, you know, we know men and women, but is it different for children compared to adults or teens? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, for children as young as six years old can learn TM, six to 10 years old, uh-huh. they have a special technique we call it the walking technique because children that age don't like to sit down, as we all know, mm-hmm. and uh, for too long for doing something like this. So Maharishi has this walking technique where they learn how to be in the waking state, like a mindfulness plus technique, call it that. And that helps them a lot. And I've taught nieces and nephews uh, the walking technique before they're 10 years old. And uh, when they turn 10, then they can learn the adult technique that you and I know. And each year they add add another minute on until they're 20, and then after 20 they stay with the 20 minutes. So it's 10 so minutes, great 10, question. and then 11, and then 12 as they get older. Each each year they yep. add a Another minute. Another minute each year. Okay. But do yep. they still sit twice a day? No, they, uh, yes, they would sit. After 10 years old, now you do the adult technique where you sit down. 
and do it twice okay. per day, yes, for maximum okay. benefit. Now, Seinfeld, wow. who's another practitioner at TM, oh, yeah. and so yeah, is Howard Stern, right. by the way, like him or not, um, yeah. he talks about TM a lot. And these guys, a lot of people who promote TM, don't get, they don't get paid for that. They do right, it because right. they like to spread the good word, and Seinfeld's big on that. And he was on a, uh, he was at a David Lynch Foundation fundraiser to raise money for uh, domestic abuse victims, PTSD veterans, and children in inner city areas and poor areas that are violent and all that. David Lynch Foundation is there to raise money so they these people can learn TM and get rid of some of their extreme stress. And so here's Seinfeld. Uh, agreeing to go on stage for a few minutes, do a cameo presentation, talking about TM and make people laugh and share his experiences. And he said that he was doing TM wrong, quote unquote, for 41 years. Mm. What mm. he meant by wrong was this. He was only doing it once per day. He was doing it right. Oh. And okay. then when his young kids learned TM just recently in the last few years, the man who taught the kid, taught the kids that same Bob Roth, I mentioned before on the TM website, you can watch him do it. Uh, and it's actually talking to him. He, Bob Roth said, hey, Jerry, why don't you uh, do it twice per day? And Jerry yeah. joked, well, why should I do it? I don't understand this morning TM. Why should I do TM? I just rested. Now you want me to rest again? <laughs> right, right, right. So he, he laughs about it, but then he listened to Bob. And he couldn't right. believe the results. It was like learning another technique times 10 on top of TM, doing it twice per day for maximum benefits. And now he says he has all the energy in the world to do his, his internet program, his standard routine, he goes, travels around the country, and other activities that he does. And he's like 63 years old now, and he's full of fire. And he says he grabs everyone, his words, he grabs everyone by the lapels, and he says, you got to do this, and it's dumb not to do it. So it's as we're talking, I, yeah, exactly. As we're talking, I just kind of Googled celebrities who do TM, so yeah. Mick Jagger, Shirley MacLaine, Sheryl Crow, Katy Perry, uh, Paul McCartney. I didn't know that. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, Oprah. That's a lot. Oh, and uh, Clint Eastwood. Did I say that? Clint Eastwood. Interesting. Well, yeah, I knew about these guys. Burt Reynolds. Clay, uh, Mick, you said Mick Jagger, but Bob Dylan learned TM as well. All the Beach Boys okay. virtually. All right. the Grateful Dead, uh, Stevie Wonder, ZZ Top, hmm. you, you name the band from that era, and uh, there's a right. high likelihood they learned TM, and that was the most creative period musically. You know, uh, I, I yeah. think everyone would agree the 60s, when TM was really exploding, 60s and 70s, all that creativity musically, in my mind, and you know, Jackson Brown, uh, so many others, so many others. Uh, Eddie Vedder, Moby. Oh, my. Just an amazing amount yeah. of. Uh, who else? Yeah. Carly Simon. <laughs> wow. So yeah, many. no, there's so many. I know. That's true. Well, Paul McCartney is my favorite. <laughs> it is. I know. Who, well, who's your favorite? Uh, uh, Paul McCartney. We just saw him this summer with my children, my grown children, for the first time. I saw him five times, but they just got to see him the first time. We saw it together as a family. And. I just love him. He's amazing. But um, you're right. It's in the songs as well, right? Um, the Beatles have it referred to in some of their songs. Many songs. Across the, uni- Many. Across the Universe is one of them. The song Let It Be, I'll give you a little tease here. Let It Be, uh-huh. everyone loves that song, written by Paul. Yeah. And it right. starts off by saying, when I find myself in times of trouble, what's that stress, right? Right. Um, and Mother Mary was originally written as Maharishi. Think of the cadence of the Mother Mary, Maharishi. Uh, Mother, Maharishi comes to me speaking words of wisdom. That's the mantras. And oh, wow. in fact, for children, we call them words of wisdom, the mantras we give the children. And then the technique at TN basically is let it be. And Maharishi used that expression a lot. So right there he's telling us, uh, this, here's TN. And across the universe is really... John Lennon's description of what it is to experience, you know, thoughts are going through the air across the universe and waves of pools of sorrow, waves of joy. This is the release of stress drifting through his open mind. And then he says, Jay Guru Dev, which was what Maharishi always said about his teacher, Jaya Guru Dev, you know, Om, like this. Mm-hmm. 
So, and then here, there, and everywhere, another expression Maharishi used a lot. He talked about this being at the source that we all share and exist throughout the universe, this concentrated state of being, which is the foundation of all life and all the universe. And, um, and he would say it's here, this consciousness. It's here, it's there, it's everywhere. So there's another thought. And Jackson Brown wrote Take It Easy, another favorite expression of Maharishi. Well, I have to, this is going to be interesting because my husband is a huge Beatles fan and Paul McCartney fan, was always under the impression that Let It Be was for his mother. So now I have to let him know. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, that's what Paul actually said, and he did say that. But when I was in Switzerland training to be a TN teacher back in 2000, I was there for three months, and I was three months in Canada. Uh, in my teacher training, and I heard one of the staff playing on the piano, let it be, and then it came to me, you know, that flash of intuition, I just knowing this, and that intuition was, oh, wow, that's not Mother Mary, that's Maharishi, and I asked some long-time right. meditators there who were taught by Maharishi himself, and they said, wow. oh, yeah, you know, they knew that. Um, right, right. And it makes sense because, you know, as a TN teacher, I know people come when they're stressed out to learn a technique, that's the times of trouble and the words of wisdom and mantras, and let it be is the technique. Right, of exactly. TN, basically, and we teach you that, and it takes four days of one-and-a-half-hour meetings uh, to get the experience first, by the way. First experience and then the knowledge, understanding what you just experienced, and that's very important, understanding the mechanics of how TN works, understand the value of thoughts in the context of your practice of TM and so much else, you know, daily practical considerations and understanding the correct practice and review. And it's a very stepwise systematic process of teaching that gives you the confidence and knowledge and proper understanding of this special unique technique. So, Vince, we're about three minutes out. We're going to be – I don't want to have us get kicked off the air. So I want to share – I have your – you want to share with the listeners where they can find you um, through email or if you want to share a phone number, and then they can contact you if they are interested in learning this amazing technique? Yeah, sure. I'm in Oakdale, which is – a lot of people don't know where Oakdale is because it has no <laughs> downtown area. It's very strange. But it's between Great River or East Islip and Sayville. Most people know where Sayville is. On the south shore, just south of Sunrise Highway and north of Montauk Highway. And I teach out of my home. Um, and my number is 631-525-7507. There is also a TM center in Huntington. A lot of your listeners will be in Huntington. And uh, the teachers there are Alice Brickman and um, Bill Casey, and I'm actually looking for the TM number there. But this can, all the numbers can be found on the tm.org website. Tia is in Michael. I'm going to put that and on my then, Facebook group and my Facebook, yeah. Okay, good. And you are, okay, good. And you are also, you are also vglasser at tm.org, correct? That's correct. They can, they can email me okay. that way or call my Perfect. cell phone, which I just okay. gave. And then all the other, there are two TM centers in, in Manhattan. There's one in Queens. There's one in Garden City. There's one in Sag Harbor, an, ind- an independent teacher like me who teaches out of her home, the Huntington TM Center. And there you have it for the Long Island area. There's there in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, every state, I believe, every state in the union, multiple, um, numerous even TM centers and teachers for, well, you know, introducing people to this knowledge. Well, well- well, thank you so much for being back. It was so wonderful to have you back on the air. And I'm going to share with I'm going to share with the listeners all the information to contact you. And um, I will definitely be in touch with you as well for for our connection. And uh, I thank you for being my teacher. So, Namaste, oh, Ben. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate the opportunity to say hello and and get this introduced to your audience. I appreciate it. Namaste to you too. Namaste. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too, Tina. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And I will put the links on my Facebook group and find me there and join me for Facebook Live. Connect with me with all my programming. Namaste.